It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, Andrew Friedman has interesting comments on Jason Hayward and his chances of making the roster. J.D. Martinez has been struggling this spring. We're wondering if we're concerned about him. And the WBC has started, and we're wondering how it will affect the Dodgers. That's what's on tap, so let's get Locked On Dodgers. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now, and then you will never miss a day because you know we're not going to. If this is your first time with us. I am Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are, and we've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And Vince, uh, as those on YouTube can see, I am coming from you, coming to you from my, my second home, my parents' house, uh, the office here in their room in Lake Elsinore, California. I am down here for a few days and uh, as probably both sides can tell, uh, that's caused some technical difficulties. So my audio quality might not be quite as crisp as usual. I apologize for that. Uh, my All the gear I brought with me, and I couldn't get a microphone working very well. So instead, I am recording this on my phone using my wireless earbuds. Hopefully, the quality will be good enough. I promise the content quality will be good enough, even if the audio quality is a little bit lesser. But uh, Vince, it's fun to talk to you. It's it's been a while since we've done one together. Yeah, always get to be together, and now we get closer to the season. Uh, I would imagine you're going to see us together a lot more. So that's always a good thing. Yep. And uh, speaking of closer to the season, Andrew Friedman, Dodgers president of operations, was asked recently in the last day or two uh, about Jason Hayward's chances of making the Dodgers opening day roster. As you recall, the Dodgers signed Hayward in. Uh, December to a minor league contract. And he, uh, at the time, I kind of mentioned this the other day, we all kind of thought, oh, that would be cool if the Dodgers could fix Jason Hayward. I don't know that anybody really expected that to happen. And yet Hayward has played pretty darn well this spring. He's hitting the ball hard. He's playing good defense. And Andrew Friedman was asked about Hayward's chances of making the roster. And Hayward, uh, or Friedman, seems to agree that Hayward's playing pretty well. Friedman said, yeah, I'm pretty confident he will be on the roster. From the time he signed with us to now, he's, he's poured himself into our hitting guys. His swing looks really good right now. And what he adds in the clubhouse has been incredible as well. Obviously, the defender he is, we think he's going to play quite a role for us this year. And, and Vince, uh, you know, before we hit record, we were talking about how this isn't necessarily uh, huge news. We kind of have seen the writing on the wall. but But still, basically... Uh, that that's a decision that's been made. Are you surprised that they're acknowledging it this early in spring? No, uh, just for the simple fact that 
there was an extra roster spot than they originally had. You know, it already looked like he was going to be on track to be on the roster before that. You know, losing Lux uh, kind of affirmed that a little bit more. And I think it's one of those where it's kind of what they want, not necessarily need, but kind of want to happen. They want him to establish himself and, you know, prove himself to be uh, someone that that's, can be in the Dodgers lineup and can help out in the outfield situation. And if not, I, I feel like, I don't know, the veteran presence, I guess, is what they're going for. If it's not, you know, with, with James Outman, and we've talked about him a lot, and, and kind of where he might lose himself is that he has options and that if they want him to play every day and he's not necessarily going to play every day with the Dodgers, then he could start the year in the minors. Uh, and then you have a guy like Jason Hayward who kind of would know a role. If he ends up being good and, and starts and plays a lot, then okay. If not, they have enough guys to kind of push him down and become more of a defensive guy and fill in here and there uh, and, you know, bring that that everywhere. Everything we've heard about him has been positive in terms of player interactions and leadership and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, losing Justin Turner, losing some of these guys they've lost in the past few years, maybe that's just something they want to have on the team. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think you're right about Outman. It's partly the options. I think it's mostly just Outman needs to play every day. At this point in his development, he needs to be playing every day. And if there isn't an everyday role for him in the big leagues, yeah, he'll probably start the season in AAA. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I I wish I didn't have such a uh, a bad feeling about Trace Thompson and, and regression, but I, I feel like that's coming. And so it could be sooner than later that, that Trace has played himself out of a job. And, you know, whether that turns into a phantom IL stint or, or whatever, you know, uh, I, I think we'll see Outman soon enough. I, I'm still crossing my fingers because he deserves to be on the open day roster, and I would love for him to get the bulk of the time in center field. Dave Roberts did say that Hayward and David Peralta are both going to be platoon role kind of guys. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing is, I think you mentioned this uh, the other day when you did a solo episode, is that the, the Dodgers – every team faces a lot more right-handed pitchers than left-handed pitchers. The Dodgers last year, it was about three times as many. And so they could do a a three-man platoon basically in left field if they wanted to of Trace Thompson and Jason Hayward and David Peralta. And Peralta and Hayward would still get more at-bats than Trace uh, because there's, you know, more than, more than twice as many right-handed pitchers and then go with Outman, and obviously Outman will need some days off, and those days off would come against lefties, and then maybe you go with, you know, Trace. That's how you get Trace a little bit more playing time in those games. Uh, you know, Chris Taylor, that maybe that's some of the time he's playing the outfield, but I think there's ways to carve out enough playing time for Outman. I'm just not sure if the Dodgers are ready to commit to that. Uh, but but when you look at the roster spot, it's like it, it's down to like Outman or either one of the other minor league outfielders like Duggar or or Zimmer, but both of those guys would require a 40-man roster move, or Yanni Hernandez. And uh, he – I don't see anything that Yanni Hernandez brings to this team. Yeah, I mean, realistically, he's he, he was more of a depth play than anything, and for him to actually factor into the roster would – even with the loss of Lux just doesn't make sense. I know I've seen – you know, I don't know who it was. One of someone mentioned Luke Williams too, but the Dodgers don't need 
you know, another guy that, that they don't know what they're going to get from and who's kind of a 4A guy. And Outman is a guy that has, at the very least, in very, very, very small sample sizes, has shown that he can have some type of value and, you know, at the very least, put up a threat every time he's at the plate. Um, even though he, you know, we do know he struggles with making contact and he has had struggles with that before, but it's one of those where every time he comes to the plate, in theory, you could see a home run or a double or at least a good at bat. And that's really more than all you can ask for out of him. And, and it's one of those where, you know, Outman's a little bit older than some of these other prospects. Does he really have time to continue to develop? Does he really need to play every day? Who knows? You know, it might just be a fact that, Hey, you know what? You're old. You're here. You deserve to be in the majors. We're going to play you, see what you got. And if you stick, you stick. And if you don't, you don't. But, you know, I think that might be where they're at with him as well. So it can go a lot of different ways for Outman. And, you know, with Hayward and Peralta and guys like that, you know, their their role is a little bit more defined in the sense of they're not – they don't need to be playing every day. They, they're old enough and veterans enough to where they could be playing once, one to four times a week and, and still be okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously Outman and Yasiel Puig are vastly different types of players, but Outman's spring is kind of reminiscent of Yasiel Puig's spring in 2013. And, you know, the big difference is Yasiel Puig had been in the, in the United States for less than a year at that point, and so he needed that minor league seasoning. Outman doesn't. Uh, but, but spring performance, you know, hopefully the Dodgers don't wait till June 3rd like they did with Puig in 2013. Ideally. Yeah. We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about another new acquisition the Dodgers made this offseason, J.D. Martinez. He has not looked great this spring, and we're going to talk about that and uh, our level of concern. So thanks for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And baseball season's almost here, and you can start betting on baseball too. Uh, that That's going to be, for baseball fans, that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a bigger chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, we are back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. If you're watching on YouTube, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments section. If you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you on social media or email or whatever. As always, we'll give you all that contact info at the end of the episode. But moving on with the episode, uh, the Dodgers signed J.D. Martinez also in December, uh, just a week or two after they signed Jason Hayward. They signed Martinez. He basically is a replacement for Justin Turner. And so far this spring, Martinez has not looked very good. He only has a couple of hits. Uh, to me, Vince, like watching the games, and obviously this is anecdotal, uh, but it does seem to line up with the data. His bat looks slow. And, and I wonder, I've never... I've never cared about J.D. Martinez in the spring before, so I don't know if this is a common thing for him. You know, Mookie Betts has talked about how he's always started slow in spring training. Uh, some guys just start slow. I don't know if that's a J.D. Martinez thing or if this is something to be concerned about. Do you have any thoughts, Vince? 
I will agree that he, his bat does look slow. He looks, you know, I was talking about this with someone the other day, and he looks old, which is not necessarily what you want to see. But you kind of go back and, and look at his previous springs. And, you know, last year he hit 229 in spring uh, with an OPS of 492. Slower this year. He's hitting 111 with the 311 OPS. But And then last year he got off to a really hot start and was a, was an all-star in the first half of the season. Uh, you go back to 2021, he had 291. You go back before that, 241, 200, 319, you know, 216. OPS is in a wide variety of ranges. So while, yeah, he's had good springs where he's when he was more in his prime and he's had bad springs when he was still in that prime. Uh, but I think, like you, like you mentioned, what is concerning is that it's not a matter of the results. It's a matter of what he looks like. And what he looks like is a guy that doesn't have the bat speed and is, I know, I don't want to get, you know, too downtrodden on it, but looking like Miguel Cabrera these days where he's just a slap singles hitter. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's been plenty of examples of guys who looked great or looked terrible in spring. And then it was the opposite in the regular season. You know, Max Muncy in 2019 had a terrible spring and then had his second straight 35 home run season. That that year, uh, Logan Forsythe in his first year at the Dodgers, I think he batted like 600 in spring training, and then you know never lived up to anything close to that in, in the regular season. So uh, yeah, we we do want to caution, like we always do, that results based analysis isn't that big a deal. Uh, the the other thing to remember is it's what 18 at bats, and so you know anybody can have a slump, and, and there's guys who look terrible for a couple weeks and. And then they're fine. And uh, Martinez, what what I hope is that he will – I mean, even – I know one of his hits was a little blooper to right field. I, I can't remember what the other one was. but uh, So he's not pulling the ball with any authority at this point right now. Uh, but that could change at any point. You know, it, it's a timing thing. And, and some guys some just take a little bit longer to get that timing down. And, you know, once he does, the swing – same swing could look remarkably better just because he – has the time right, so he's actually putting the bat on the ball. And uh, obviously, the Dodgers signed him, believe believe in him, and uh, they're not going to do anything like giving up on him in spring training. He's going to be the starting DH for the Dodgers uh, for the foreseeable future. You know, at least I I would think he'd have to struggle for at least two months of the regular season for them to even think about making a change. Maybe at that point they, you know, I talked on yesterday's episode about. Uh, somebody saying that the Dodgers are going to trade for Shohei Otani. Maybe that's when they get serious about trading for Otani if J.D. Martinez just totally forgets how to hit. But I would expect that that bat is going to – like a slow bat doesn't even necessarily mean he's actually swinging the bat slow. It just means it looks slow compared to the pitches, and that could just be a timing thing. Uh, and so, like I said, those same swings could look just fine a week or two from now, and and hopefully they will. So I, on my level of concern on a scale of one to 10, uh, 10 being the most concerned, I'd probably say I am currently about a 5.4. You, you, you in that basic ballpark, Vince? Yeah, I was going to say five, just mainly for the fact of age more than anything, rather than, you know, like I said, his swing might look slow. He might be a guy that doesn't do much until he gets to spring training. And now he's building, you know, guy, a different guys build up. Some guys come into camp and quote unquote, the best shape of their lives ready to go. And some guys, veterans, sometimes they come into camp 
and they kind of play themselves and, and get themselves into shape as they go on. So yeah, about a five concern just with like three and a half of that being the fact of his age and then the rest being that he actually, you know, just doesn't look that great, but with him too. And, and we've seen this with the, a lot of the guys now that the Dodgers have guys that reinvent their swings and have reinvented their swings in the past. They're, they naturally kind of streaky just because there are either a lot of moving parts or, you know, a lot of levers or whatever, the, you know, whatever wording you want to use. There are a lot of things that need to go right because, you know, clearly you had to, change a lot of things in order to get to that point. We've seen it with Chris Taylor, you know, he's still working on it. Uh, we've seen it, you know, with, with guys in the past. Now we're seeing it with JD Martinez and it might be just a matter of him getting comfortable and, and figuring it out. And, um, you know, and we don't know if pitchers are pitching them a certain way. Like it doesn't seem like it, but I can't remember at the very least, I can't remember any pitches on the inside part of the plate that he just like completely whiffed or didn't get. Uh, maybe he's just not getting inside part of the plate right now. Yeah, and, and you know, speaking of guys who made swing changes, who were getting old, who looked like they had a slow bat, kind of everything we've said here could apply to the first month or two of the season last year for Justin Turner. You know, he's getting old, his bat looks slow, and then Turner turned it on, and and he hit he hit great the last two thirds of the season, basically last year, ended up having a solid season, and so you know, it could be literally as simple as that. You know that. You're you're well into your 30s now, Vince. You're starting to feel what it feels like to get old. Uh, I I can almost remember what it felt like to get old. I just know how it feels to be really old now. And uh, yeah, you know you can't do exactly what you could do when you were younger. And maybe it does take longer to remember how to hit major league pitching when you are. And he was a free agent, which means that he didn't have a for the first two months of the off season, month and a half of the off season he didn't have a facility to work out at, like for the team. Uh, I don't know how much he would have been doing there during that time anyway. We do know that he got in the cage with with Fun Skoyak and with Mookie and with Vargas, and so he put in the work. And, uh, yeah, I, I I may have just talked myself down to a 4.8 on my level of concern. Uh, but, yeah, somewhere in that five range anyway. Yeah, and the other part with Martinez, too, is what they've talked about in terms of him being – kind of an extra hitting coach. So, you know, even if he struggles a little bit, but his work with Miguel Vargas or even, you know, reuniting with Mookie Betts or whatever, whoever else he can kind of reach out to, if he can help them and they hit well, then, you know, it, it kind of adds to his value. Yeah, which brings our our total to three players now who are going to be on the roster and we hope they can hit, but if nothing else, they'll be a good veteran leaders. You know, you got Hayward and Martinez and Miguel Rojas. and. uh you know, fingers crossed for all of them to hit and actually provide something on the field. But, uh, they, yeah, they definitely will provide some off-field leadership. But I don't think even a team as talented as the Dodgers can really afford to have three roster spots used up by veteran leadership. Uh, this isn't the days of Chase Utley and David Freeze anymore. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to come back in just a minute. We're going to talk about the World Baseball Classic. It officially started. hasn't started for uh, the teams playing in the United States, but the teams playing – uh, and the other side of the bracket uh, started on Tuesday. We'll talk uh, you know, a little bit about, about what happened in that opening game, uh, but we'll mostly talk about how the World Baseball Classic might affect the Dodgers. So thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen, and please keep it Locked on Dodgers. All right, we're back. We want to thank you again for making us your first listen. It really does mean a lot to us. We enjoy doing this show, and we enjoy it even more when we know that you guys are listening. 
since the World Baseball Classic started, Netherlands played against Cuba. Uh, the Netherlands brought home the victory. Uh, I don't think there were any. Kenley Jansen is on Team Netherlands. Is he the only guy with Dodgers ties uh, on, on Team Netherlands? Uh, but Jair Jurgens was in the Dodgers minor league, right? I don't know. Did they ever pitch for the Dodgers? He's on that team. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. that's the only one. But then if you looked on Cuba's side, it was a mishmash of uh, former Dodgers and flameouts and things of that nature. You had starting shortstop, Eddie's Bell, Arua Barena, if you guys remember him from back in 2014. Um, he never really panned out. There was Onoki Garcia, who pitched to, I believe, one batter back in like 2013. Uh, and then I think they traded him to the Royals. There was Yadir Garcia or Yadir Drake or one of those. He was like a former Dodger guy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there was some guys, nobody on the current Dodgers, but there was some guys that you would might remember if you've been a Dodger fan. Yeah, Herb Buena was uh, – his name could take up the whole back of his jersey. Uh, big name. Yeah, Jurgens pitched for a season, uh, basically the whole 2017 season with Oklahoma City. Never pitched in the big leagues. Had a 4.64 ERA in AAA, so uh, didn't they didn't need him, I guess. Um, but you know, the Dodgers will be affected by World Baseball Classic. We we saw the game on Monday was the last game for a while uh, with the Dodgers for Mookie Betts and Will Smith and Austin Barnes and Freddie Freeman and Julio and uh, you know Miguel Rojas isn't he was going to play for Team Venezuela. Uh, David Peralta is playing with Venezuela, I believe. Um, who else Thompson, am I missing? Great Britain. That's right. Trace Thompson, Great Britain. And, uh, oh, and uh, isn't Adam Kalaric playing for? Uh, uh, yeah. Italy or Israel? One of those. One, one of those I countries. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, there will be a few Dodgers out of camp. Mostly, you know, we, we kind of touched on this before. The The – opportunity that gives Diego Cartaya because both of the Dodgers, two major league catchers are going to be gone for the next little while, which means Cartaya is going to get a lot of time in spring training, starting spring training games, meaning facing actual big league pitchers. It's going to be a good test for him, a good chance for him to, to show off his skills. And and for me, that's kind of, I might be as excited for the Dodgers during the WBC as I am for the WBC itself simply because it means more at-bats, more experience for Diego Cartaya. Yeah, and if, you know, Barnes and Smith at least gone through next Wednesday, but they both are the favorites to advance in that one, which means they'd be gone for at least, you know, a few more days into that next weekend. So it might be a stretch run of like 10 days where Cartaya is one of the main catchers uh, for the Dodgers. So that's exciting. You know, there's there's – you know, Julio's going to pitch uh, on Saturday, and then if they advance, he'll be able to pitch again. And, yeah, I mean, the good thing for the Dodgers is that Julio is, like, the only pitcher that's going out. You know, Clayton Kershaw was going to pitch for Team USA, but we all know what happened there. And as much as I love the World Baseball Classic, it's just hard to find a spot for it to really make sense without stopping the entire sport like they do in, in, in soccer and, and sometimes I believe the Olympics for hockey. So it's hard to like, you know, want your guys to play, especially the pitchers, just knowing that in the past we've, there's a slight, I believe the numbers bear out to slight days missed more when you're pitching in the world baseball class than when you're not. 
Uh, but there's pitch counts and, you know, there, there's days off of rest and restrictions and everything, everything else like that. So I'm not too concerned. And it'll be fun to see, you know, I'm, pretty much all those guys are playing in Arizona. So they all get to play each other at least once with, with Peralta being the only one that's playing in Miami. So overall, it's fun. Uh, but yeah, like I said, Cartaya, that'll be a fun one, especially getting to watch and see what he can do. And, you know, working with the pitchers is another big one because that's, you know, receiving is one of the parts of his game that they really want to improve on. And, you know, if he can develop some kind of rapport, then that's, you know, it just bodes well for the future. Yeah, for sure. And uh, on the outfield side with Peralta and Trace both off playing, that means more time for James Outman, more time for, you know, probably for Andy Paez. Uh, I am interested to see if the Dodgers just pulled a plug on the Steven Duggar experiment. Uh, Bradley Zimmer, I, I actually don't have either of their spring stats up in front of me, but uh, I, I know neither of them has jumped out at me as doing anything uh, very important. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully they'll use that time to really give Outman as much playing time as possible. Uh, and, you know, with, with Freddie gone, I, I guess that probably just means more of a Devin Mann and Ryan Ward or whoever it is that fills in. I, I doubt since they want uh, Vargas to be really, really focusing on second base, he's probably not going to get any first base time. Uh, but, yeah, you know, that it does create some opportunities for some players to – to get some playing time in spring that they normally wouldn't. Yeah, Steven Duggar's hitting zero in spring. Uh, actually, Bradley Zimmer's hitting has three hits and nine at bats. So, okay. uh, but and that that's kind of what I thought. Like I, I've seen Duggar enough to know he hasn't done anything, and I remember seeing Zimmer on base a couple times. So, uh, yeah, may, maybe that'll come back to mean something at some point. They, I guess they do. You know, obviously, Gavin Lux is an obvious opening on the forty-man roster for Hayward. Uh, and they do have, you know, Justin Brule or or somebody else who they could drop off the 40-man roster. If they did need to make a spot, uh, it, it comes down to, okay, is Bradley Zimmer so important to our team that we're willing to lose a pitcher, you know? And uh, my guess is the answer is no. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, the WBC should be fun. Team USA, I think all the teams in, in their pool – start on Saturday, the 11th, uh, and Team Mexico against Team USA on Sunday, I believe. And uh, and that should be a fun one. Julio won't be pitching. That's a bummer. Um, but we got our eye on that one. We got our eye on Team USA against Team Canada when Freddie goes up against Mookie and Smith. Uh, yeah, it should, should be a lot of fun. And uh, that international play thing is fun. Did you get your Team Mexico hat yet, Vince? No, I'm wait. I already have the green one. That's the same one from the past, but I'm trying to get the other. They have a red one and a light blue one. So I'm hoping they're selling them in Arizona when I go out there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you have any other World Baseball Classic thoughts before we wrap this up, Vince? Yeah, the one thing is, like Will Smith is going to be gone, like I said, for like a week. JT Realmuto might be the starter there, and I don't. I believe they have enough guys to be DH where they wouldn't need him. So I'm very interested to see how they're handling that. You know, Real Muto and Will Smith are both, you know, top tier catchers. So in theory, they could switch days or whatever the case is. But I am interested to see how they're going to handle that. And, uh, you know, hopefully Will Smith does get some at-bats rather than just being part of the team. Yeah, I would assume that it's going to be almost a straight platoon every other game kind of thing because it is spring, you know, 
everybody gets gets days off in spring, especially catchers. You almost never see a catcher catch two straight games during spring training, and it's still that time of year. And when you do have a guy who's almost as good, you know, as the backup, it, it makes sense. This isn't a Will Smith and Austin Barnes situation, so I, I, I would guess the alternate. But yeah, that will be interesting to see for sure. And then on the other side, Austin Barnes might be that guy that plays every day just because Mexico lost Alejandro Kirk. And I believe Barnes is a veteran enough to where if they played him every day, I don't think it'd be a big issue. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he's going to get more playing time than he's going to get all season probably. Yeah. May get more at-bats for Team Mexico than he does for the Dodgers this year. Yeah. Uh, all right, I think that'll do it for us for today. Uh, again, we, we thank you all for – uh, putting up with our technical issues. Hopefully the, the quality was was solid enough. Uh, always fun talking, talking Dodgers with you guys. So thanks for making us your first listen. And now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy drafts strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're not watching or listening to Locked on Dodgers every day, we'd love if you add one or two days a month to your rotation. If you have friends or family who love the Dodgers, please tell them about the show. Maybe they'll like it too. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. Send us an email anytime you want. And our phone number for voicemails or text messages is... 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 